0: anything but in everything but prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of First Peter, First Peter chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, You will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verses 1-11, through First Peter. Chapter five. Father, we thank you once again for the wonderful opportunity, the blessed opportunity we have of being able to come to you in prayer each and every day. Thank you for the truth that you always, always, always have a listening ear for the prayers of your children. And thank you for the opportunity to walk with you in prayer each and every day. Anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer. Empower us to be believers that recognize our, our growing and are growing in our understanding of how vitally important it is that we live lives filled with prayer. More and more, teach us and empower us to walk in obedience to the command by which you told us to pray without ceasing. Father, thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to do just that, and we're trusting you to help us to do it faithfully every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time.
1: Father, we come to you today and we come with
0: grateful hearts. We're thankful for your word, Father, your um, message to us, a book that you wrote and has been preserved down through the years that we can uh, read it and through your Holy Spirit understand what you have to say to us. Father, give us uh, understanding and give us courage to respond in a way that honors you to what you have to say to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Uh, once or once again would like to remind you, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And want to continue to remind you that we really like to send out the prayer resources, the discipleship resources that we're that we provide on the broadcast here. They're meant to greatly strength help to strengthen you in your walk with the Lord. And also they're meant to be tools and instruments. Uh, and resources that you can can use to help disciple your own family. And then further, they're also for the purpose of you forwarding them and sharing them and making copies of them to share with uh, fellow family members, uh, fellow church members, people that you work alongside on on the job and other persons that the Lord impresses you to share them with. Again, you can email them, you can make hard copies, but that's what they're for for us to use them for ourselves and our own families, but to pass on to others as well. And that's a great way whereby we all become fellow laborers in the work of making disciples, as the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 tells us, we're to go into all the world and make disciples. And the Internet, internet is a wonderful tool that helps us to do that amongst other ways and opportunities whereby we do that. Well, you know, that sounds like our rooster, Red the Rooster, sounds like he's apparently... Excited about the topic we'll be looking at I want to encourage you to get your Bibles if you can And follow along with us as we look in the Word of God Specifically in the book To begin with, the book of Psalms Psalm 1, a familiar psalm And we'll be looking in Ephesians chapter 6 As well as we'll be going back to 1 Peter That we read a few moments ago So again, hope that you will uh, follow along And if you're not able to If you can just write the Scriptures down And go back over them But beginning The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Today, specifically, we're looking at the topic, doing battle daily with the weapon of God's Word. Again, doing battle daily with the weapon of God's Word. And, you know, if you listen regularly, you are aware of the fact that we talk pretty regularly pretty consistently about the importance of seeing the Word of God amongst other things as a weapon the sword of the Spirit it's certainly that and so much more the Word of God is Jesus and Jesus is the Word of God so when you're reading God's Word you're spending time one-on-one with Jesus Christ your daily time in God's Word is your daily appointment with Jesus Christ and remember in spite of God's super busy schedule he'll spend as much time with you as you will spend with him so spending time in the Word of God is very, very important. But as we look at the topic, doing battle daily with the weapon of God's Word, keep in mind, it may be pretty common that sometimes believers may say, well, I don't like the idea of thinking of life as being a uh, full of spiritual warfare and life being a battlefield. Well, uh, I, I hesitate to tell you, but the reality is that's just the way life is. Like it or not, you and I live on a battlefield every day of our lives. We're dealing with serious spiritual warfare every day. We're dealing with it in our homes, in our communities, in the state that you live in, in our nation, in our federal government, our local governmental communities. Spiritual warfare is everywhere. So as believers, we're wise to seek to live as well-equipped spiritual warriors. And it's important to understand how we really equip ourselves wisely and fruitfully as warriors in the kingdom of God. So, Psalm 1 is a great psalm. You know, it's it's the first psalm, obviously, in the book of Psalms. Psalms carries 150 psalms, but God chose to introduce the book of Psalms with this psalm. And one of the key themes of this first psalm is a theme which is also found time and time again in all of the book of Psalms, the critical place the Word of God needs to have in the life of every believer Let me say to every believer listening, probably none of us fully grasp how important it is that we're diligent students of God's Word, believers who read and meditate on God's Word every day, and believers who take God's Word very, very serious. You know, the reality is you have people that will read the Bible but many times don't fully grasp how important it is that they're spending that time in God's Word, sharing again some of the Insights of Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Once again, it says, Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper." Again, verses 1 to 3 of Psalm 1. Now, keep in mind, one of the very important activities, spiritual habits, spiritual disciplines, whichever term you wish to to use, but one of the very critically important habits that every believer needs to have is that of opening the Word of God every single day and spending time reading and meditating on the Word of God. Uh, I regularly encourage believers to set a goal of reading at least three chapters in their Bible each and every day. If that's not enough for you, wonderful, because you can't get too much of God's Word. But three chapters is a good basic spiritual meal. Now, you know, you might decide that you want to read the same chapter three times over. That's fine. That's great. But spending that time in God's Word, remember, it's your one-on-one appointment with Jesus Christ. And remember, Jesus will spend as much time with you as you will spend with Him. But keep in mind, the habit of reading and meditating on God's Word every day is also a battle strategy. It's a way whereby we can equip ourselves and prepare ourselves to be well-equipped warriors on the battlefield of life every single day. You know, just as we'll be looking uh, shortly in Ephesians chapter 6, which talks about putting on the whole armor of God, a major and critically important part of your spiritual armor is the Word of God. And so opening God's Word every single day and spending that time, again, I can't overemphasize how important that is. And it's tragic, and I, I think of this as a pastor. I've seen it down through the years. It's very tragic how many believers who, they're, they're, they love the Lord, they're seeking to follow the Lord, but they're just not really spending time consistently in the Word of God. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why so many believers are spiritually anemic, They're spiritually weak. They're not strong. They're not growing up to become the mature, vibrant, vitally well-trained, equipped warriors that God would have them to be. And one key issue is God's Word is central to our spiritual growth and development. Hearing the Word of God and responding in faith is the way way whereby we first were saved in our lives, of course. But keep in mind, in addition to that, it's very important— that we recognize as well. Not only did the, was the Word of God critical for us to be saved, but also, in addition to that, it's critical for us to begin to grow and grow strong in the Word of God as well. The Word of God tells us in First Peter, it tells us, But grow in the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, of course, one of the ways where we grow and mature, of course, is in god's word spending time in god's word you know when you open the bible and spend time reading and meditating on scripture it's as if the spirit of god is reaching into your heart molding and shaping you to become more and more like the lord jesus christ more and more like his character more and more like him in the way you think and act and react that's so important because as romans chapter 12 verse 1 tells us be Brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, good and perfect and acceptable will of God. The, The act of transforming you and making you more and more like Christ is a very important activity that happens as you and I spend time with God in his word. It's so critical that you understand it's a battle strategy. It's a critical battle strategy. When you spend that time in the Word, it's one of the ways whereby you're putting on vital uh, vital pieces of the spiritual armor that you need each and every day. So we're going to go ahead and look at Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, we'll pick up there on the other side of the break as well. But Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10 specifically, it tells us these words. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm am an ambassador in chains, in and I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 to 20, Ephesians chapter 6. We'll pick up there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We're looking at the topic doing battle daily with the weapon of God's word. We'll be right back. <laughs> Planet Shakers with Heaven on Earth Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio We're looking today at the topic, doing battle daily with the weapon of God's Word Again, doing battle daily with the weapon of God's Word And uh, part of our encouragement to you today is again, if you're one who happens to not have that habit of reading God's Word every day Today is a very good day to start that very important habit And let me say again, can't overemphasize how important it is that we understand that one of the reasons why the habit of reading and meditating on God's Word every day is so important is because it helps to put on one of the very critical parts of the armor of God, talked about in Ephesians chapter 6, and puts the weapon of the sword of the Spirit afresh in your hands as well. Ephesians 6, now, I just uh, I read it before the break, but I want to go through it one more time again. Verses 10 to 20 of Ephesians 6. And notice the details of every piece of armor that the Lord talks about. And we're wise to strive to put each of these bits of armor on our lives every single day. Again, Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly, to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Notice that each piece of the armor of God, the whole armor of God, it deals with or relates directly to the word of God, and basically it flows from the word of God. Notice what it says, verse starting in verse 14. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth. The word of God is a book of truth. So one of the ways whereby you gird your waist with truth is by spending time reading and meditating on the word of god and it also speaks of having put on the breastplate of righteousness well righteousness basically means right standing with god well once you accept jesus christ as your lord and savior as the word of god teaches us how to do that then you have right standing with god you're righteous before the lord well also it speaks of in verse 15 having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace well, the gospel is found within the Word of God—the good news that Jesus Christ came to the world, He lived, He died on the cross to pay for our sins, and rose again from the dead three days later, and made a way for us to be saved. So, the gospel flows from the Word of God and is a part of the Word of God as well. Verse sixteen says, "Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which all, with which you will be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one." Well, the fact is, the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Well, the foundation of our faith is the Word of God. Faith is putting our faith and trust, our, our trust and our reliance fully upon God's precious Word. And so there too, again, God's Word is a foundational part of the shield of faith as well. It goes on to mention in verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Well, of course, we're saved through hearing the Word of God. The Bible tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We're saved through the Word of God. And also, the uh, the next uh, phrase refers to the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So every piece of armor that we put on flows directly from the Word of God. So God's Word is a major uh, part of the whole Idea and matter of being well equipped warriors on the battlefield of life. How important it is that we're making it our business every day to open the Word of God and fill up on the Word of God. Again, reading and meditating on Scripture, spending that time. And also, keep in mind, it's important to know that we're to put it to work in other ways as well. But I'm going to take a moment specifically to pray for you in this regard. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have of being able to open your Word every day and spend time one-on-one with you as you speak words of life, blessing, and peace to us. Father, thank you for every person listening today. Anoint each and every one of us afresh with the Spirit that would cause us to have a growing hunger for your Word, a commitment to read and meditate on your Word each and every day. Help Help each and every one of us to become much more faithful, hearers and doers of your Word. Help us to know, Lord, that Every truth in your word is meant. Our goal should be to apply that as best we can by the power of your Holy Spirit to our lives. We're to put it into action. Help us to not only be diligent students of your word, but persons who obey your word as well. Teach us and guide us to be wise enough to grow in our understanding of the importance of speaking your word and the importance of praying your word and doing all the other things we can to put the powerful, wonderful Word, the sword of the Spirit, to work in our lives. Thank you for this uh, this opportunity. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, again, so part of what we're really wanting you to grasp is a very important part of being a well-equipped warrior on the battlefield of life is a, being a believer who daily has the habit of opening the Word of God and reading and meditating on God's Word this is a major part of equipping yourself with the, the the armor of God as it's spoken of in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. So spending that time in God's Word is very, very important. But real briefly, again, I've shared before, but seven great ways to use the Word of God. All of them are important. So what are those seven ways to use God's Word daily? We can read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, obey it, Pray it and meditate on it and keep in mind they're all related but each one is not quite the same as the other in other words you can read God's Word but not necessarily really hear his word or you can obey the Word of God but not choose to speak the Word of God Uh, again and so we can read the Word of God but it's wise to not only read it but also to meditate on the Word of God as well So again, seven great ways to use God's Word every day. Again, read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, pray it, obey it, and meditate on it. You can read God's Word, but not choose to really believe it as well and how tragic that is. But again, we're to be believers who put God's Word, we're wise to be believers who put God's Word to work in our lives in this regard every single day. Hope that you will make it your goal to do just that. So keep in mind, uh, the first Way that we mentioned is reading the Word of God. Again, the habit of reading three chapters daily is a very wise and fruitful one for every believer. But also to hear the Word of God. You know, a number of times in one form or another, Christ would say in the Word of God, He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Why did Jesus say that? Because, you know, you can be in a setting where you're listening, but you're not really listening. And probably all of us have done that, being in a setting where... Maybe multiple voices are going off, or a radio, or a CD player, or an MP3 player, and you're paying attention to one but not really paying attention to the other. Well, when we read and meditate on the Word of God, it's very important that we read the Word of God, but also we choose to hear it, to really comprehend the truths that are going into our mind and our heart that we hear from God's Word. But also we need to choose to believe the Word of God. Now, keep in mind, on the one hand, some believers might think, well, of course, we're going to believe the Word of God. Of course, we're going to make it our goal to put our faith and trust in God's Word. Well, certainly, I, I certainly hope that's true. But keep in mind, it's certainly possible to read God's Word and not choose to believe it. In fact, time and time and again in the Word of God, we see examples of people who heard God's Word but did not choose to believe it. And what a tragedy that really, really is to think about that were called to be hearers and doers of God's word. The Israelites were poised to go into the promised land, and God had directed them to go into the promised land. In the book of Numbers, chapter 13, it tells of how that the 12 spies went in, but the 12 spies, after they came back from the promised land, 10 of them had one report, and Caleb and Joshua, the other two, had a different report. Caleb and Joshua believed that with God's help, they could do as God had directed them to go in and take the promised land. But sadly, the 10 spies They felt like, we can't do this. The giants are too big. The opposition is too great. We cannot do this. They didn't believe the word of God. God had commanded them they were to go in and take possession of the promised land. But they didn't believe that with God's help they could do it. And sadly, they missed out on an an awesome opportunity. Everyone 20 years old and older died in the wilderness before they ever got to see the promised land, except... Caleb and Joshua, because Caleb and Joshua chose to believe the word of God. So it's important that not only do we read and hear the word of God, we need to choose to believe it. And again, it's certainly, how it's tragic to think how often this happens, but people can choose not to believe it. You know, in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, it tells us these words, and starting in verse 1, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them because, excuse me, did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. In other words, you can read the Word of God. You can hear it, but if you don't choose to believe it, it won't profit you. Listen again to what that verse says. Notice again, Specifically, verse 2, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So as believers, not only are we to read and hear God's word, we are to choose to believe the word of God. How often do people read promise in God's word, but then think to themselves, I wish that were true for me, but it's not. Well, remember, you're never wrong to agree with God. You and I, when we find any and all the promises in God's Word and the commands in God's Word, we're wise to say, Lord, I believe it, and I'm trusting you to help me to obey this command. Don't ever either with your words or with your actions just decide, well, I just don't believe that for me. I don't think that's true for me. You're never wrong to agree with God. And it's important to know the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. So remember, not only are we to hear the Word of God, read the Word of God and hear it, we also need to believe the Word of God. If you don't believe and believe the Word of God and put your faith in God, there's no way you can please Him. Hebrews chapter 11 lets us know in verse 6, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So if you're not walking in faith, you're not pleasing God. So it's important to understand that we critically need to be students of God's Word who hear it, and who read it, hear it, and believe the Word of God. And also the next activity is speaking God's Word, speaking the promises of God. There's power in the words you and I speak. The Word of God tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter, chapter 18, it tells us death and life are in the power of the tongue. Speaking God's Word is a very another great way to put the weapon of the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, to work. When we find the promises in God's Word, and we stand on those promises and speak those promises, God will honor that, and he'll bless that. So one of the ways whereby we use the sword of the Spirit is through the words that we speak, words of faith. In fact, the Word of God lets us know that one day we'll have to give account for every idle word that we spoke. Now, that's an awesome truth, but the fact is every single word we speak is important and it should be our goal to seek to live in such a way that our every word will line up with the word and the will of God in order to glorify and serve him with our words as well. So, we're to speak the word of God, speak the promises of God's word as well. And obviously we're to obey the word of God. Now remember this. Obedience is actually one expression of faith. In other words, if we hear and truly trust God's word, we're going to obey it. So, If a believer is reading the word of God but not choosing to obey it, then we're walking in disobedience. Every believer is called to not only hear the word of God, but we're called to be doers of God's word as well. It's important that we're an obedient people as well. Then, of course, we can pray the word of God. You know, one of the ways whereby we pray the word of God is, for example, uh, Psalm 91. When we as believers take time to pray Psalm 91, and that's, A goal that we have is that you would pray it every single day because remember that we live in a dangerous world. We live in a perilous world where many dangers that come in the form of diseases and sickness, sometimes they come in the form of things that threaten our lives, dangerous situations, but we serve a God that's big enough to help protect us in all circumstances. So praying Psalm 91 is a very wise way, praying the Word of God, a very wise thing to do every single day. We're looking today at the topic, Doing Battle Daily with the Weapon of God's Word. We'll be right back. of Gateway Worship with Healing Water. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic doing battle daily with the weapon of God's Word. And we're encouraging that if you don't have the habit of reading the Word of God, and specifically we like to encourage a goal of reading at least three chapters in the Bible daily, might be the same chapter three times over, it may be three different chapters, but that's a good basic spiritual meal. We'd encourage you to start that habit today. And also, of course, we'll be touching on this a a few moments a little later in the segment as well. But Parents, on a pretty regular basis, our encouragement to you is that you'd have each of your children to read three chapters in the Word of God out loud to you every single day. It takes a little time, not a whole lot, but a little time every day, but it's more than worth it because nothing will bless our children more. that will Nothing will equip them better for life. Nothing will guide and mold and shape them more than the powerful Word of God. And so time in God's Word is is it's way it's worth so, so much more than we even begin to comprehend. So that time will bless you, it will edify you, it will strengthen you, it'll encourage you in your walk with the Lord in so many ways. Make it a priority to you for you to do it in your life, and parents make it a priority to have each of the children read. And again, as I've stated before, one of the reasons why it's important to have them to read out loud to you is because Sometimes you may tell a child, go to your room and read your Bible or go in the living room and read your Bible. They might do what you say, but they might go to their room and go play video games or something else. But when they read to you, Dad or Mom, you know they've read, but also there's the opportunity for them to ask questions of you during or after they finish the reading as well. And remember, it takes discipline to do it, but remember, our children are more than worth it. They're more than the investment of time and energy to have them to do that. So please begin that habit in your home, and it'll bless your children tremendously. Nothing will bless our children more than the powerful Word of God. Remember, when they're reading the Word of God, they're spending time one-on-one with Jesus Christ. There's no one that will bless your your children more than the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we we're talking about praying the Word of God as well, and keep in mind one of the ways whereby... We are able to pray the Word of God, and again, our encouragement to you is to pray God's Word, pray the, the specific psalm of Psalm 91 every single day. And one reason why that's so important is because the fact is we live in a dangerous world, a perilous world, and no one can protect us like God can. Let's take time specifically now to pray Psalm 91. And again, our encouragement to you is if if you don't have a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer, just email me at joseph at net, and we'll be glad to email you a copy for you and your family to use and for you to share with your fellow church members and co-workers and others as well. So again, let's take time to pray Psalm 91. Father, thank you, Lord, for every believer that's listening, and thank you for those we've lifted up today. Father, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the foul or snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high our dwelling place. No evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us all our ways. They bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon you, therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us with long life. You satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, that's one example of praying the Word of God. Again, if you'd like to get a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer, just email me at joseph at net. We'll be glad to share that with you. But we're wise to pray the Word of God absolutely every single day as well. And keep in mind, parents, it's so vitally important that we understand that a very important part of us doing spiritual warfare is obviously not only doing warfare on our own behalf, uh, of course, a Part of that, of course, as I've mentioned, is reading and meditating on the Word of God every day. So if you don't have that habit, today is a good day to start the habit of reading three chapters in your Bible each and every day. And it is a great habit, a spiritual habit, that will help equip you and help mature you and strengthen you in your daily walk with the Lord. So, but let me say too, parents, it's so important that we understand that we are to be vitally involved in the work of equipping our children too to become kingdom warriors as well. We should do all we can to help each of our children come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. And once they receive Christ, then it's important that we're discipling our children, teaching them how to grow up in their faith. And, you know, I like to share that there are three basic building blocks of the life of a disciple, which spell uh, the the first letter of each of these words, spell the letter pro. P refers to prayer. We're called to be believers committed to living a life full of prayer. R refers to reading, specifically reading and meditating on the Word of God. O refers to obedience. We're not just to hear the Word of God, we're to obey the Word of God as well. And so how important it is that we understand that as individual believers, but also as parents, we're to live this and then we're to teach it to our children. We need to teach our children how to pray, help them to grow and develop in their prayer life. Secondly, we're to teach our children to be diligent students of God's Word. Again, having them to read out loud to you, dad and mom, is so important because you know that they've done it. And so, in other words, each day you have them to read to you, you're planting a crop of grace in the hearts of your children. So if you're doing it every single day, each day you're planting a new crop of grace in their hearts. On the other hand, when parents just say, well, uh, I told them to read, well, sometimes they'll read, and the parents, the reality, sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they'll tell you they they read when they didn't read, and sometimes they'll just come out and tell you, no, I didn't get around to it. But parents, remember when you have them to read, you know they've done it. And remember, each day is a fresh planting of, for, of seeds of grace as the Word of God is being planted in their mind and their heart. There's nothing our children need more than the precious Word of God. And remember, the spiritual warfare that our children are dealing with can be sometimes as intense for children as it is for adults, and sometimes it may be even more intense for some children and youth in certain settings. The The fact is that I think of that my, my wife, Bertie, and I, we are continuing to do the Ten Commandments Project, and we work in some inner city areas, and it's tragic sometimes to hear the stories that sometimes children will share about their home life, children whose sometimes parents who are in and out of jail, or maybe parents that are struggling with drug abuse, and Children that have to live in that kind of world. That's intense spiritual warfare. That's one more reason why we need to equip our children. Have them to fill up on the precious and powerful word of God. Nothing nothing prepares them better for life than God's word as well. And also keep in mind too. it. Remember the word of God is a powerful tool. And remember God's word amongst other things is the sword of the spirit. But also the word of God is Jesus. And Jesus is the word. So when our children are reading the word of God out loud to us. They're spending time with Jesus, and Jesus brings healing to all the ills of life. Did you know that reading and meditating on God's word can begin to bring healing to every part of your life? Why? Because it's Jesus that's being allowed to touch you and your life in the different parts of your life when you read and meditate on God's word. And we hear of the tragedy of how often um, we hear of, Obviously, adults and children and youth committing suicide, taking their own lives. Well, the most powerful weapon in the universe to help prevent suicide is the Word of God. Remember, the Word of God is Jesus. And when a person is reading and meditating on God's Word, remember this. God's Word is pure light. And the tragedies that lead to the tragedy of suicide, certainly uh, at least two of them are, Too much darkness has accumulated in the life of that individual, and also that person is being deceived, that is being tempted to commit suicide. Did you know that nothing begins to address the tragedy of suicide better than the powerful Word of God? Again, remember, reason being, the Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. And the Word of God is pure light. And remember, light can chase away darkness. Remember, light. Anytime light comes into a dark setting, it's light that will chase the darkness away. Let us fill up on the light of God's Word every single day. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us as believers to be well-equipped believers, equipped by the power of your grace and mercy, to be warriors daily for the battlefield of life. Help us, Lord, to realize that we're called to do battle daily with the weapon of your Word, Help us to be mindful that we're called to daily to put on the full arm of Christ and thus be well-equipped warriors on the battlefield of life. And help us to be mindful that it's important that we diligently do our part to help our children to also to become well-equipped warriors as well. Lord, help us to know, Lord, that we live in a world where Satan is very aggressive. He and his kingdom are very aggressive in pushing their work and their agenda. But, Lord, help us to know that by the power of your Spirit, we can be more aggressive than Satan and his cohorts, in the kingdom of darkness, anoint us with that spirit that would cause us to be aggressive in hearing your word, obeying your word, and representing you as an ambassador in this world for your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we usually do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we'd like to invite you to pray this prayer and make that step today. The Lord wants you to make it as well. It's the most important decision in all of life. If you'd like to make the step and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you simply pray this prayer with me today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me with an everlasting love. You loved us so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come anew into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior Make me the person you would have me to be. You told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live entirely for you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we'd invite you, please, Email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net so that we're able to share with you some literature that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. We've been looking today at the topic doing battle daily with the weapon of God's Word. And remember, if you don't have the habit already of reading three chapters in your Bible every day, Today is a great day to start that habit, and parents, we're encouraging you to start the habit of having each of your children to read three chapters out loud to you each day. Again, it might be the same chapter three times over or three different chapters, but either way, you're feeding your spirit, and when your child reads, he or she is feeding their spirit as well each and every day. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.